I can hear you breathing. Well, I gotta breathe, bro. Don't know how to help you with that one. So I saw someone's professional podcast set up um, and they had like a whole arm thing that held the microphone in front of their face. And well, because did you know the best way is to have like the microphone like if you talk about inappropriate (laughs) pointing down. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, that's how theirs was like this. It makes your voice sound the best. If if you're why are you setting us up for failure? Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to spend $100 on an arm for a microphone? That absolutely sounds like something I would, without hesitation, spend money on. So I don't know what you're acting too good for. I'm an insane person. I'm setting us up for failure because that's what we deserve. (laughs) You know, to be loved is important, but to be understood is profound. (laughs) And I think that that is very much... An understanding thing. Um, I don't know if this will make you sad or what, but one of my coworkers. Jesus, it's what? always a 50-50 <laughs> fucking toss-up. Good luck. Also, what a fucking way to be talked to. I don't know if this will make you sad or what. There's no other option. Literally, no one can fathom no, another option. That I, well, it'll probably well, make you sad or something similar to sadness. I thought but, this was yeah. funny, but you might... <laughs> be hurt by it we'll see jesus <laughs> so one of my coworkers just listened to our podcast for the first time yesterday oh dear and she texted me and was like who edits this and i said i do and she said i knew right away you were doing all the work your friend was way too cavalier about everything <laughs> what does that mean were you like yeah, she has two podcasts of her own that she has to edit, and that takes up a lot of time, okay? I said, actually, she's been bragging a lot lately about all these podcasts she had, so I tried to pass the work off on her, but that didn't work. Didn't work at all. Well, you said, do you want to edit the podcast? And I said, no. That was the extent of the conversation. Right. But I was prompted yeah. to ask you because you were so like, I want to work for a podcast company. I love podcasts. Uh, yeah, if I get paid to just do that, sure. But come on now. Nobody at our company is paying me to do podcasts at any company. So, come on. Then she wrote me into a podcast. So, we'll see if that ever comes to fruition. Uh. I was like, white women bitching? That's my niche. I'm down. Bitches and niches. So, what's new with you? Bitching about niches. Um... What is new with me? I tried some new ice creams last night and this morning, let's be honest. Um, And they were not very good. Is it the new Halo Top flavors? No, I said ice cream. Sorry. Don't know if you heard me or not. Wow. I Uh, I didn't know you were like too good for Halo Top. I thought Halo Top was like acceptable for what it was. Sure. It's just I don't come into contact with it very often. I feel like I have to like seek it out. So I tried the Hagen dazs Trio with the crunchy layers in it. Actually, that's the second time I've tried it. It was just as delicious as the first time I tried it. So, But it's still new, so it still counts. Um, and then I also had the brand new uh, Ben & Jerry's Pint Slices, which are round bits of ice cream that have been dipped, and they're like little sandwiches. Like Yeah, they're uh, like, okay, so they're like a Klondike, right? Yeah, okay. they are. They're not good, I would say. The American Dream one, I was like, this is way too much unnecessary chocolate coating. It should just be the ice cream inside. Also, it felt like they weren't using the American Dream ice cream, but something else they created very similar to it, which I don't know what the point is then of having the product be named the same exact thing. They pr- Well, they probably have to add something to it in order to like get it to freeze the way it is or whatever. Yeah, and it just didn't have the right kind of bits inside, you know, like the stuff wasn't right. So I don't know. It was a disappointing thing. I ate all of it. Don't worry about that at all. But it it was very disappointing all in all. Also, the packaging is so weird. And I'm going to admit something bad I did. But (laughs) it comes in a box with a lid. It's not shut. So you open the box to look at what's inside. 
that it, like it flaps open. And I was like, this is weird. Is this like a display case? Is this like the packaging you're supposed to take it out of? But each one says like not packaged for individual sale. So it comes in a weird box with like a flip up cardboard lid. Um, if you stack them bottom to top, there's only space for three in there. If you turn them on the side, you can take one from another package and put it in and give yourself four. How did you discover this? It took me less than a second. It was a real fucking beautiful okay. mind moment where I was like box size, shape, move, so turn, you were, extra ice cream. You were at the grocery store and you're like in the freezer section and you're like, oh, these pint things. It's time I try them. Ooh, mm-hmm. look, I can open this package. Man, it looks like there's a lot of extra room in this box. Like, is that how fast it happened that you were like, I could totally steal that, an extra yeah. slice? No, I was... No, it was like, how many can I fit in here? And so I put in one extra and I tried to close it. And I was like, that doesn't quite look right. So then I looked at it for another half a second. I was like, oh, just turn them all sideways. Okay, that fits perfectly. Box closes. And I was like, why are these boxes all open? And I looked at all of them and they were all open. Like there's no nothing to keep them shut. And I was like, not even like a piece of tape to keep them closed. This doesn't make any sense. People could just steal ice cream all day long. So like this guy right here. Anyway, so I did a bad thing and I stole an ice cream. Did it from... did it allow you to diversify your flavors? I didn't think about that. I was concerned about leaving as fast as possible and the flavors I looked at in that 10, 10 seconds was like I I just want American Dream and I bet I'll like American Dream so much that I want to leave. As I was getting into my car, I thought, well, if you're going to do the dirty, you should have just stolen random flavors anyway and just yeah, made yourself made a your... sampler. Right. You know yeah. that's what I would have done. I would have been like, hang on. Nope. We deserve this. This isn't even wrong. This is genius. It's not <laughs> my felt- fault they didn't sell a sampler pack. <laughs> I could make every single one of these into sampler packs, and then nobody's in trouble. Everyone gets to enjoy Everyone's everything. Everyone's happy, except for the one girl who wanted all Americone dreams. She gets home and cries. <laughs> yeah. Or now the person who will only have two ice creams in their package. Um... But yeah, I mean, it didn't feel great, and I haven't done anything like that in a long time, but also I was very proud of myself for figuring out that four of them would fit perfectly, and then I was like, why did they design a box where four of them fit perfectly sideways and not sell four of them? Maybe they did. Maybe this, like, maybe we've really, like, caught on to Big Ben and Jerry here, where, like, there's, like, some sinister plot going down, like, that's why the boxes aren't taped shut, like, maybe it's, like, maybe- consumers to Some, make their own s- or mm. no someone in that supply chain mm-hmm. it was intended to have four in it and they were like no let's increase no. our margins um would you like to hear something insane re customer service today that happened to me probably so i bought some makeup from glossier glossier uh, the brand that Kate likes. I bought some makeup maybe a month ago. All the, all the ladies on the internet love it. Yeah. I've bought probably seven different products from them each time, hoping that it's going to be the experience everyone else seems to be having. Nope. It is, to me, still drugstore quality makeup at best slash worst. Like, it's just uh, skin fine. Ca- skin care is weird. Well, but even the makeup, like the like, oh, this is the makeup, not just skincare. I was like, this is still just not great makeup. Like, it's I fine. Mean, but I mean, like health and beauty products in general, I feel like it's are all, so different. For it's, everyone. It's all, yeah, they're different for everyone. It's all witchcraft. I know. I know. But I was I'm just annoyed because like over the, the two years that they've been around and I really like their brand and I feel like their brand is, you know, obviously speaking to this consumer and I ap- appeals to me and all that, you know, and I'm like drawn into it like a moth to the flame, of course. And so I, tr- I want to spend money there, but every time I do, it's such a horrible experience. Anyway, so they sent me a survey about my purchase and this again was like a month ago. So I've been using the products every day for a month and the survey was just a simple, like, one to ten, what did you think of the products? So I hit four, and then it said, you know, why didn't you like the products? And I said, oh, to me, the quality wasn't better than drugstore quality makeup, and it's disappointing. Within less than five minutes, I had been issued a complete refund for my total order and gotten a personalized email about how they take stuff like that really seriously and how they would pass the feedback on to the team. They're very sorry that I was disappointed. Um... And I was so amazed. I felt two things immediately. I was like blown away by that act of, I was like, that's brilliant. And then I felt guilty because I was like, oh no, that's sad. Like I already have the products. I, 
I'm happy to pay for them. I wasn't saying I didn't want to pay for them. I was just saying that like, you know, it was disappointing. Um, but yeah, I thought that was an incredible way to handle that. And I really love that. Well, and I think that's part of like their brand is that they understand how to treat people. Right. Which I think, I mean, you and I think about that a lot and talk about that a lot with our various projects and so forth. And, um, I mean, we kind of made that decision as well to just be like, I'm not going to hassle anybody. If, if somebody wants their money back, like we give them their money back, you know, except that one time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, anyway, when, when I, when I needed to die on my own hill. Yeah. And we did email after email after email <laughs> died so many deaths of like, Sorry, can't help you. Well, well, the situation was that she was trying to return something after like six months, right? And was like... No, the uh, situation is that she had an attitude. She didn't come to me, scraps in her hand, begging, begging me to hear her out. No, she came in and said, if you don't help me, I'm going to report you. And I was like, okay. All right. Report away. Let's not make threats. Let's take this to both the court and the court of opinion and see... Oh, what happens? So we did, and we won in all those places. We did, and I just love the the 20 different emails where we were like, again, we can't refund you, and I'm so sorry about this. I just wish I just wish there was something we could do, but you're the worst. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I was like, I've gone to way too much therapy to engage with a crazy person, so. <laughs> Not going to waste all that. Pass. <laughs> Um, Abigail, I was looking at your Instagram stories recently, and I realized that you've been building quite an army of little succulents. Oh, my God. It looked like maybe it was like, I felt like you would have yelled at me if I had that many succulents. I feel like I've told you this, that it's getting out of control. Mm, I just hadn't realized the extent. Um, well, so... When I was in Wairika, California, visiting friend of the podcast, Heather, there F-O-P. is, yeah, there is a succulent nursery there, like a wholesale succulent nursery. I oh, just want that, you know? Where it's like greenhouse after greenhouse after greenhouse, a beautiful succulents. And they yeah. ship, they ship them all over the country. They're like, when people order like billions of succulents for their wedding, th- this is where they're coming from. And they're right. open like they're open like two days a week to the public for like four hours at like the heat of the day. And you have to like track down someone to like show you the one corner you're allowed to like pick over because mm-hmm. they don't want because they don't want to mess with their like online inventory system. Anyway, I've been there like three times now. They're like, oh, it's her again. It's the lady. Quick, get the pointed sticks. Drive her away. Drive her back towards the gates. Her hands clutching at more more succulents than she can keep in her tiny home. And so, yeah, I've been... Well, and, like, I've had issues with destroying succulents, all of which I, like, am trying to nurse back to health. But, like, whenever I destroy it's them... I'm, whenever I destroy yeah. them, I'm like, well, I need to buy more to make myself feel better. Mm-hmm. Um... And then yes, oh, no, I get it. The other day I'm I was addicted. the other day I was buying vegetables because this nursery was having this huge clearance sale. They were basically like take all our vegetables for free, there, and like I got a tomato plant with like ten tomatoes about to like bloom or whatever. Listeners, I wish you could see the crazed look in her <laughs> eyes. It's like these people are nuts. They're giving away tomatoes. What's wrong with them? It was amazing. Anyway, I had picked out all my vegetables. I got onions and zucchinis and squash and tomatoes and these are all plants and that came these out to, are all plants. that came out to like eight dollars and then they had and then you were like i guess i buy twenty thousand plants now well, so. then, well then they had this like then i went inside to where the cash register was and there was like a little succulent display and so i was like pawing over Oops. it while the guy rang up my vegetables and he he wasn't fast enough he, and he no he goes do you need a little succulent in your life? And I was like, no. In fact, I do not. Do you know how many little succulents I already have in my life? Yeah, John texted me a picture of a bunch of... And then I bought one. Well, naturally, sure. Uh, John texted me a picture of a box of plants and said, do you want one of these? And I said, I want all of them. And so 
he kindly brought me the whole box and so now I have like five more indoor plants than I had before and it's looking like quite the jungle in here. It, your your place looks pretty like uh Sunset Magazine if, if It's getting very cute. The, the plants, like, I mean like I don't think you or I on our own could like style plants like that, but like thank God for film sets with like beautifully potted plants. It uh, makes a no. difference. I feel like that's what makes a house look like legit. I picked out these pots, dude. Oh, I potted well, these plants. Well, good job. So rude. So rude. You know why, though? It's because the Sunset Plant Nursery has a 50% off pot section. And so when you wander in there first, you're like, what's the biggest pot I can get? And they're like, oh, it's this enormous pot. And it's only 10 bucks. And you're like, cool. Now I own 6,000 pots that are the biggest pots you've ever seen. I know. That's I agree. one thing that's agree. Hard, Potting. About, hard about my tiny living, tiny house life is like I can't like big pot it big pots big plants and hanging plants yeah. are all like off the table i know i um I as it is it's the- a bit ridiculous the amount of plants i have for my 12 <laughs> foot trailer yeah i also john i was telling john a story about repotting plants because i want him to leave me out of boredom and um i was i was like yeah i repotted all these plants this weekend blah 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 and he's like but that's probably like enough like most people don't, you're not going to get any more plants, right? And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, yes, of course I'm going to get more plants forever until I die, until I'm covered in plants. And he was like, most people don't have like 30 potted plants Has sitting in their backyard. Has he seen the Facebook group? I mean, everyone's like, here's my oasis. Here's my I know, Eden. Like a slow pan. Yeah, slow pan. <laughs> and they've like covered every surface. And I'm like, no, I could absolutely see how this could happen. Like, it happens so fast is the problem too. Like... So we were walking around the neighborhood and I saw this desk on the side of the road and I said, I'm going to get that and put plants on it in the backyard. Yes. And John the, on- the only answer. Right. Exactly. You see something, you think about how many plants you can cover with it um, or cover it with. And John said, no, I don't want a bunch of random furniture in the backyard uh, collecting black widows. And I was like, okay, fair point. So I devised in my head instead building a swing for them. So I'm going to get like a big flat board and some white ropes and hang it from the top of the thing. And then the little plants will all be on these um, hanging hanging uh, shelves, I guess. And that should be a little bit better of a scenario for everyone. Because there's less places for black widows? Is that your yeah. theory? Yeah. Less crevices and crooks and all that. And it also takes up less room and there'll be nothing on the ground. So I can fill the ground up with more plants. Yeah, you can. Woo, woo, woo. But um, I have had to put myself on a plant budget. And I texted Kat very late, my plant friend, uh, very late the other night because I was reading um, the plant forums on Facebook. Um, and someone was like, oh, I'm going to spend... I'm going to spend all my $105 on this plant. That's my monthly plant budget that my husband gives me. And I was like, oh, a plant budget. And I was like, how can I get a plant budget? I want $105 to spend on plants every month. And I was like so excited. I love that when you hear the word budget, what you hear is like free money to free do money things with. Free money to do things <laughs> with. the yeah. opposite. The opposite. opposite of what a budget yep. is. No, I know, but I'm just saying someone else should give me a budget, which is free money to do stuff. Right. You want her husband to share some of the plant wealth. Yeah. So I texted Kat. I was like, hey, look at this. This lady gets a $105 plant budget every month from her husband. She said, hang on, I'm going to text Daniel, (laughs) who's her boyfriend. And I was like, we're all going to get plant budgets. It's going to be great. Which again, I think we all interpret it as free money. Right. Well, what's what, see? What, part of what the plant problem is is that I have been on this like super strict budget, which I am now off of. But for like s- almost all of 2017, I like didn't spend any money on anything. No like socks. No like. No, you've been good. Nothing on Amazon. Nothing to like make my like hobo life like I live in a trailer I don't there's so many things I don't have that would make it so much better that I like haven't done because I've just been like buckling down to pay off some debt to get a little uh margin in my life um and but like somehow in my brain I made this like plant allowance 
sure i'm familiar which with the bargaining which i still feel the need to like explain that like i mean i spent 40 dollars on plants in may and then i spent another 40 dollars in plants in july and that's all i've done like that 80 dollars is the only like money i've spent like this whole year that wasn't on like food or gas i spend about 30 dollars on plants each month these days which is not great but it has to happen otherwise I go crazy and it's like I feel the same way I'm like this is my only hobby and this is the only thing I spend money on except for food which I spend all my money on which and, is stupid and makeup I bought one thing I got refunded I'm putting perfume in the makeup category I haven't actually I have I stopped reading the perfume newsletter so I wouldn't be tempted and I haven't bought any samples in literally three to five That's, months no very uh, depressing like making the decision to not buy things like if you just like say in your head like oh I'm not buying anything then then yeah you just like start avoiding stuff like the perfume newsletter or like like all of my recommendations on Amazon yeah. are just like work related because none of it is like I don't even like browse anything yep Anyway, thankfully, I decided to make a, some would say, controversial decision and pulled money out of a retirement account to pay off the debt that was, like, hanging over my head. And so now I'm in, like, a better situation where I can, like, buy a latte without beating myself up. That's good. I think that's important. Yeah. And, like, I would, like, I'm, the, the, like, I don't feel guilt about having the debt. There was this great episode of Call Your Girlfriend recently where a girl wrote in and she was basically like, my, like, mental health prevented me from going to work. Like, I was too depressed and I, like, lost, yep. like, I don't have any money and I couldn't pay my rent. And, like, thankfully, the landlord was, like, super understanding and was like, you know, pay it let's back. figure this pay, out. Yeah. Let, sure. Let's figure it out. Pay it back slowly. But she's like, I just feel like she's like, I don't, I live in New York city. I don't make a ton of money. Like how will I ever pay this back? And she felt all this like guilt for having it in the first place. Um, yeah. And they were like, girl, like, would you feel guilty if it was like your cancer treatment? You know, like, yeah, like it, that is medical debt. Um, and I didn't feel guilty about my debt, but it was still nice to hear that, to be like, oh, sure. yeah, my debt was medical debt. Like, not only was it like, like, I don't know, I've, I've spent at least 10 grand on therapy mm-hmm. recently. Um, so not only was it like specific medical expense, but like also, yeah, like when you're depressed, you can't work as much. Right. It's physically impossible. Yeah. And like, thank God for, you know a privileged life where I could actually like get into debt to stay, you know, to continue to feed myself and that sort of thing. Sure. Instead of just like starving. But like, but yeah. So anyway, I paid it off. I feel a lot better. I can like, good. I'm glad I can approach my, like, and I, you know, and I'm feeling better health wise too. So I can work more. So I like mm-hmm. have, like I have the margin in my income and what was stressing me out was even with that margin, I didn't feel like I could ever pay back my debt. So whatever. Uh, now I, now I buy vegetables. Um, yeah, I would have the concept of like how much to spend on exercise basically. Um, because I loved doing class pass and I was like, I felt like that was a good use of a hundred dollars a month was to do class pass because I would actually go and do the exercise. I really enjoyed it. I felt like I was in a better place because of it, but I haven't been willing to spend 200 to $300 on exercise a month, which I still think is probably the right choice. Um, and but I did join this yoga studio, local yoga studio for $50 a month for the first month. And, um, that has been really great. And I feel like I've noticed a substantial difference in the past week of even carving out like an hour a day for myself to go do yoga, which again, of course, is a privileged position to even be able to do that. But I've felt like more present in work, more like ability to pay attention, more ability to give a shit, more ability to like, think critically about my own life and make better choices. And I felt like making even that decision was, um, critical in me making some other good decisions. Like I paid off my parking tickets that I've had for over a year and I know, and I paid off some, uh, again, like a hospital visit debt that I had that I had just been avoiding or been like, I don't know what this is. I'm going to worry about this later. And I think even making like those small decisions is so like, it feels painful at the time because you're like, ah, that's like, $200 on parking tickets. Like that sucks, you know? And in your head, you're like, Oh, I just won't pay it. And then it'll be 
I'll just have the money, but it's going to catch up eventually. So slowly making progress towards things. And I think that really, uh, like what you were saying about how they were telling Beckerl to reframe her debt in her own mind. I think that your own anxiety and like own self-hatred over like why those things happen to you can be such a stumbling block that sometimes you just have to reframe it no matter what. It's like, you know what? I made some poor decisions or yes, I went to a really expensive private school I couldn't afford, but I didn't understand that at the time. Yeah, and that's, I didn't really... yeah you're like, well, yeah, it's telling yourself like, oh, yeah, I would make a different decision if I was making that decision now, but I'm not making right. that decision now. So like it is what so it like, is. It's no, yeah, exactly. It's very, and so like I've had to be that way about a lot of it and be like, you know what? I really think you're doing the best you can with what you have in your own like brain and in your own life. And there's not really like, you can feel sad about that because it's obviously keeping you from doing other things or other, like making other choices people would be able to make. Like I was telling another friend of mine, um, Oh, I'm really jealous of this one girl who is a writer's assistant. She only makes 600 a week, but she doesn't have any debt, so she can do that, mm-hmm. you know? And he was like, he was like, well, don't, he's like, you did the best you could. Like, you can't be mad at yourself about that, that you don't have that same opportunity. And I was like, you know, you're right. Like, it's still just, it stings and it really sucks, but it's just the fact of the matter. So it's like, all right, well, how are you going to figure this out a different way? Right. And yeah, how are you going to figure it out a different way? And it's really helpful for to me um I like I don't want to sound like I don't know a white bitch when I say this but like (laughs) it's helpful to me like when I realize that like to see where I kind of sit in the privilege scale where it's like I feel like and I've I grew up in an affluent area and was super and was poor. And so I like, even as a young kid felt very much that awareness of like, Oh, they get to like go to this cool summer yeah. camp, but I have to work this summer or whatever, even though like yeah, part of it's just my personality that I like want to work, but it always, it always felt that way. Like other people had more, more opportunity than I did. And it was financially f- founded. And, oh, absolutely. And so like, like and so like yeah. seeing those situations, then it like, I, I can be discouraged about it. I can acknowledge it. I can say, like, that's not fair. And then I can think of, like, the millions of people who live in our country who, like, have it so much fucking worse. Yeah, but I also think that that's kind of a weird fucking losing game, too, to always be like, you know what? Think about people who have nothing. And it's, it's like, it's less yeah, of, I know. It's uh, less about, like, it's less about, like, don't think about yourself. Think about that. It's more of, like, oh, like that cre like I can empathize more, I can understand more. It's not like minimizing my own thing. It's not like eat your vegetables. There are kids that are starving. It's just right. it's it's just like, oh, this is what that is. Like this is yeah. what this is what that gap is. This is what like affirmative action is about, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm I definitely... like because I need like in I, I don't know. I need, sh- like, to have my own feelings about my own life in order to understand someone else, which is... The Maybe white- the way the world works. The white bitch way. Um, the white bitch way, exactly. <laughs> like, as long as I can feel empathy empathy for others, that starts at home. I think we can all agree. <laughs> so, like, if I can have empathy for myself, then I can have empathy for others. Um, no, but I think... Yeah, man, it just it's so easy. And I find that like in the middle of the night, I'll wake up and feel very anxious about things that I, I perceive myself to have very little control over, like, oh, amount of debt and things like that. And and for some reason in the night, it's really hard to like get away from those feelings and thoughts. But during the day, it's it's not so bad. Like I'm able to like be much more rational and much more. And I don't know whether that's like my brain being like, let's just turn off so you don't feel like dying or if it's actually like more rational, <laughs> I choose to think that it's just a more rational and more like um, holistic, compassionate approach to those sorts of things during the daytime rather than at night when it's just like panic and fear central. central. Um, hang, hang on. There's a, yeah. there's something happening on your sound. I was going to respond to your speech, but now I, but first I was going to fix the sound. And now I don't remember what the speech was. Oh, you were talking about how in the middle of the night you get panicky. I mean, I think there's something. Yes, um, I think there's like something that goes on that's like in your brain, and it's like Neanderthal survival inst- 
instinct type stuff when you get woken in the middle of the night. So, so it really, like, it really isn't reality. Like, it, you, you know, it's that, it's that feeling of like, oh, my village is being attacked. Like, I've been awoken in the middle of the night. So it's like very flight or fight. So I think that's where the anxiety comes from. And obviously, if you're prone to anxiety, like, then it's going to trigger it more. So yeah, no, I think the approach is right to be like, yeah, middle of the night, not real. Yeah, I think it has to be. Otherwise, it's too horrible to think about. <laughs> hmm. I don't want to live in a world where middle of the night is reality and daytime thought is not, so. Declaring it. I know, it's just hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> calling it. Yeah. I'm calling it middle of the night's not real. <laughs> Listen, I've got some... I've saved some... Um, what? Some Facebook links. You know how I like to save a good link to talk to you Ooh. about on the podcast. Okay. So this one's interesting. Absolutely. This is a weird s- news story from France. Mm-hmm. Um, they found these two dead guys on the front porch of their house, um, and they were eating dinner. And it was like mid-meal. They died. Like, the wine was poured, the food was half-eaten, and they were both just like slumped over dead. And so, like, the neighbors thought it was like a little weird in the, like, the next morning. And then, like, midway through the day, they were like, something is up. Like, those aren't just, like, drunk guys sleeping it off. And it was discovered they were dead. But it was, like, what Like what happened? Like, what, were they poisoned, right? Because it was, like, very, like, how else would you just, like, both slump over mid-meal? Um, and so they just finished the autopsy. And so it turns out they were both pretty drunk. And one of them choked on a piece of steak. Yeah, so he, so one of them choked on the piece of steak, but it's like, why did both guys die, right? Like, they're, they're like, we determined cause of death for the first one. He choked on a piece of steak. The second guy had a heart attack, assumably because he was watching his friend choke on a piece of steak. Isn't that like such like a, mur- like, like a murder mystery, like, fake Yeah, that's thing? like, like, it doesn't say it's like, real. he was stabbed with an icicle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. like it's totally like one of those books that I'm sure you and Afton loved reading at some point in your life. Where it's like where it's like how do you even oh, figure yeah. out what happened because it's like so creatively like you know, and then someone gets framed for the murder. But the of doctor of them could operate we... on his own son. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm familiar. Familiar with okay, the genre. So yes, yeah, so I saved that news story because I thought, you know, you would enjoy Seeing something like that actually happen in reality. Let's see if I've got anything else in here that isn't about. I think you that's know, sad. Selling T-shirts. I mean, it is sad that they that two people died. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, capitalize on their make light of that. I'm gonna check. Unfortunate. I've saved a couple of things, and I wanted to. Here's an article. Very. Here's useful. an article for podcasting. It's called "Best Practices for Hosts." I shudder to think. <laughs> I know, right? Let's see what, let's see what that's probably, about. We probably don't fulfill any. God, I thought I had saved some cool stuff in my. Oh, save, this but is like how to. This is. Are- this is how to promote your podcast in Facebook groups without being a dick. That's what they mean by best practices. Oh, that's boring. Yeah, my saves are about kayaking through a glacier. About the transparent eel larva that's swimming in a certain area. That sounds gross. And about a vintage bridal salon. Cute. So pretty boring. Okay, here's another. Here's another one. Little nature, some nature controversy. Nature. Okay, so Mm -hmm. do you know what a cairn is? Cairns. Yeah, I think that's how you say it. You want to describe it to our listeners? Cairn. Uh, it is a mountainy hill, like in Ireland. Oh, that's not what I was thinking of. Well, okay. Here, this article explains it. Isn't um, that a cairn? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a weird Gaelic term, so it has multiple meanings. Um, so the cairns I'm talking about are deliberately stacked rocks. So like, you know, when you like, you know, like you'll see it sometimes when you're hiking, someone's like made a little art. It's like, looks like art, like, you know, natural art or whatever. Sure. Um, So it's a, it's a, it's an old Celtic word because it's like a thing that 
like people did, you know, in the British Isles way back in the day. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. mounds of stones built as a memorial or landmark. Um, and then like indigenous people did it like in the US too. It's like an old, old tradition. Um, but like mm-hmm. a lot of people do it in the modern era, just like for fun kind of like, you know, just like to, to make it beautiful essentially. Um, so, so pretty much anytime I go hiking either at the summit itself or like somewhere along the way, someone has done it and there, there might be just be one Karen or like a collection of them. They seem to, you know, breed it would seem. Um, and this editorial, uh, that was published in high country news was like, we need to stop doing this. Um, so he, I'll, I'll read from it. He says, stone piles have their uses, but the many rock stacks that I'm seeing on our public lands are increasingly problematic. First, if they're set in a random place, they can lead an unsuspecting hiker into trouble away from the trail and into a potentially dangerous place. Second, we go to wilderness to remove ourselves from the human saturation of our lives, not to see mementos from other people's lives. We need undeveloped places to find quiet in our lives. A stack of rocks left by someone who preceded us on the trail does nothing more than remind us that other people were there before us. It is an unnecessary marker of humanity, like leaving graffiti. No different than finding a tissue bleached and decaying against the earth that a previous traveler didn't pack out or a forgotten water bottle. Pointless cairns are simply pointless reminders of the human ego. Mic drop. And I was like, oh, I've never, Whoa, I've never built one of these. I've never, bold. I've never thought about it, but I was like, oh, that's totally true. Like, you know, like unrestricted yep. recreation in our wilderness, like shouldn't have markers of humanity, like unless they're for safety. Absolutely. So I was like, yeah, right. no, that is like moving the rocks into a human made arrangement is the same as graffiti. Yeah. I guess doing anything at all to alter it. Yeah, like you're supposed That's to a leave good it how you found it. Mm-hmm. Um, right, exactly. So yeah. That that came, you know, was in one of my one of my many Facebook groups. I'm sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's antithetical to leave look. no trace ethics. Dang. Mm-hmm. Let's end this invasive practice. Bite the urge to stack rocks and make your mark. Consider deconstructing them when you find them, unless they're marking a critical tail junction. If you must worship in the wild, repress the urge to rearrange the rocks and just say a silent prayer to yourself. Or bring along a journal or sketch pad to recall what you felt in the wild. Let's check our egos at the trailheads and boat launches and leave the Earth's natural beauty alone. Her geology, as it stands, is already perfect. So Afton and I stopped at Independence Rock on our journey across yes. uh, the United States recently, mm-hmm. and um, they let you climb on the rock, like which is crazy to me because I feel like it's a historical landmark, which it is, and there's like a lot of signs about it and stuff. But they're like, oh, if you climb on the rock, you can see, you know, signatures from some of the earliest travelers in like 1800s and all this stuff, which is crazy to me that you could see that. A lot so of you can see something written. So we were like yeah. up on the, yeah. And so like we were up there on the rocks, like climbing around and I kept seeing like a lot of signatures from like the seventies and stuff. And so, but they were all these signs being like, do not write your name on the rocks. Do not do this. So when I get back to like where their internet is, um, I look up, I post a picture of independence rock and then I look at the tag to see what other photos are. And some asshole who was there like a couple days before us took a picture of him. He's like, Oh, wrote my name on the rock. And he like had written his name, scratched it in and like, you know, with the date or whatever. And I wanted to be like, I'm going to report you to the police. You are a fucking criminal. Like it made me so enraged. And that whole, that concept was like so foreign to me to be like, Oh, um, everything about this says like, don't do that. Why would you do that? Like it it made me crazy. Yeah. It's, it's really annoying. Yeah. When people don't follow the rules and when they deface things, it's like, all right, think about if everybody did that, this would be destroyed. Right. But nobody cares. Everyone's terrible. Well, and it's like, I mean, there's a difference between writing your name, like on the back of a bathroom stall door (laughs) 
and writing your name <laughs> At least my on, a his, on a historical mark. Well, I think like people right. like, I don't know. Don't like, seem to be able to differentiate. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. And I mean, the national parks have their own sordid history of like allowing that sort of thing and like facilitating it in some ways of like really? let's let's do what used to happen let's reenact it let's you know really i feel like i've never oh, yeah. seen stuff like that oh yeah no there used to be like all like i don't know from like from when the national park started basically from like the 20s to like i don't know like the late 60s maybe even the 70s like it was very much like do what you want day not even do what you want day but like let's feed the bears our garbage because it's really fun to watch them eat it oh god that's so like opposite now where they're like don't do anything right well because it totally like i mean so that's what happened in yosemite that's one of the things they did in yosemite it -hmm. was like this huge event i i don't know if it just happened once a year or if it was like a weekly thing but it like literally they gather like the garbage system was like we put all the garbage in this pile and then like we watch the bears eat it um but it like obviously changed the whole ecosystem like it Mm -hmm. changed the way the behave the way the bears interact with the environment etc etc that's part that's part of why the bears are still a problem now breaking into cars and stuff because like they've been like socialized to do that Yeah, yeah exactly um and like in joshua tree it used to be like so there's a lot of a lot of rocks there that have really cool like glyphs and stuff from indigenous people and you can see that like the pioneers that were there in like the 1900s have also like signed their name underneath it and like it's only been in recent years where it's like no like let's just leave things as they are let's not keep adding to this shit Yeah. And it's like, yeah, there's a time and a place for us to leave our mark. But in such, like, in the places we're describing, there's like too many people. It's like, yeah, if everyone did that. And it's like, we don't want, like, we just want to see it how it is, not how we're going to make it. Yeah. Well, and they used to build, like, hotels. Like, the national parks would contract with, you know, local entrepreneurs. Um, and they would build hotels in like the best places. So you could only see that view if you were staying in the hotel. And it was like, yeah, I mean, when we were at like old faithful, it was very much like, Oh, the two lodges are right around like 10 feet away from old faithful. And it was like, that's kind of weird. Like, I don't think they would do that now. Right. They, yeah, they don't do that now. Like national parks and federal lands are all designed to, like, how can, like, the most people enjoy it. Yeah, which was kind of crazy being in Yellowstone. A lot of a lot of hotels burnt down because, A, they were made of wood, and, B, they were in the middle of nowhere. So, like, if a fire did start, there was, like, nothing that could be done about it. So there's less hotels than there used to be because of, you know, nature. Well, which that's is, not know, too bad. How it, how it should be. Sure. More hotels should burn down if they're, you know, as long as no one dies. I was looking through my... um pictures for some billboards that I took pictures of recently. Oh yeah, do you have some billboard rage? Um, I thought so, but I can't. Oh, I did f- I just found it one now. Um, so I don't know if this is even safe to talk about. You can decide that yourself. Um, maybe we'll cut this or maybe you can stop me and we won't talk about this on the podcast, but uh, there's a billboard down by the Vista, which is this movie theater in LA. Um, and the billboard, I hadn't really seen any billboards for this particular religion, shall we say. And I just started seeing billboards for it. So this one is a woman's face, an African-American woman's face looking, uh, off into the distance. The background is all just blue And the words say, understand your world, your choices, yourself, Scientology.org. And I don't know if they advertise anywhere else in the United States. I wonder. 
but I've been seeing more and more billboards kind of pop up in the general area because we live close to the um, headquarters of Scientology. Well, one of the headquarters. I just thought that was interesting. I mean, they have more money than God. So like, I'm like, and I mean, marketing is their jam. So I'm not, I'm not surprised. Right. It still just seems so strange. I mean, think about it. They're super into pamphlets and stuff. So like, why not, you know, extend it to the skies? Take it to the skies. Do you know there's only like 20,000 members? It's crazy. I don't, I don't know or believe any facts about Scientology. I mean, like, especially self-reported from them. They aren't. It, it's like, I mean, it's kind of like, it's kind well, I mean, so anything they report is like self- crazy higher or whatever. Right. Like, well, everyone's and, a member. Yeah. And like the problem, and this is a general, this is a problem with all religions is that like the self-reporting numbers you can't trust, but then like the guest, but then like the non-self-reporting numbers are estimations. Exactly. So it's like, you know, kind of like the census. It's like, who, who really knows? Um, Speaking of billboard rage, I mean, I've already talked about the census billboard, right? You have. Yeah. That's still my favorite. The, the, the time is now. The, this is our time, I think is what it says. 2010, <laughs> baby. This is our time. <laughs> I just couldn't believe census came up in conjunction with billboards. It was too too magical. Too, too magical to not reference another one. Exactly. But at least I remember that I probably had, had talked about it. Progress. That is progress. Have you seen any billboards on your travels recently? No, nothing, nothing worth, you know, yammering about. Yeah. No, uh, nothing, in, nothing injured in a hotel.com. Nothing super rage inducing. Yeah. I haven't seen anything that made me super mad. It is uh for your consideration season in LA. So a lot of the billboards are just pictures of TV shows that I've watched at some point, And it says for your consideration. And I straight up would be like, I don't even know if that's a TV show or a movie. Like, <laughs> You're like, this one show called For Your Consideration is literally every billboard. Yeah. I, every, everyone is in it. Like, Everybody is, in the world is in this show. It's every genre. I don't I, get it. Like, yeah. I was like, how did I know, not know about it until now? <laughs> I love the idea that it's like total market saturation of one city. <laughs> I, did watch, I did watch a show. Oh, you did? What show was yeah. it? I watched Glow when I was visiting Heather. She texted me. First of all, let me throw her under the bus. We were going to go to a lumberjack festival okay. where where there's like sawing log like contests and stuff, but she said she yeah. was too she said she was too busy that weekend. She had too much going on that she couldn't go to the lumberjack festival. Hell yeah. And I, and I was like, "Aw, a lumberjack festival? That sounds like right up my alley." Then, then she texts me. I was out hiking or working at Starbucks or something, and she texts me and she's like, "I feel like binge watching a show today." And I was like, "Oh!" And it was really hot out, um, and she had AC. And I was like, "Tell me more." I would love to, I would love to be part of this air conditioned binge experience. Um, and so we watched Glow. I've seen it on on Netflix. No, I know you've seen all the shows. If it's been I'm out for fam- more than a day, then I've already watched I'm, it. So. Yeah, I'm familiar with your, you know. My own binging. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure you have, like, thoughts on Kesha's album, which dropped, like, 12 minutes ago, so. I don't listen to music anymore, but I saw that it did drop. Too many shows to watch. Um, Yeah, so we watched Glow, <laughs> and it was good. It's was on Netflix. it? I liked it. Did you like Mark Marin? I, I did like Mark Marin. Gross. I didn't know it was him gross and i then gave a speech about mark Marin because of podcasting knowledge to heather and i was like oh because we like after the show was over we like looked up who everyone was um, yeah and i was like yeah he has this wildly popular podcast but he's like actually like first most an actor and so it's like a little awkward that he's like way better known for his like comedy podcast well, he's primarily known as like a stand-up. But his, well, I guess his most his his success, like he's most successful of all the different things he does. His podcast is the most successful of them. Oh, for sure. But like, it all started because he was a stand-up comedian, right? But like for like but, yeah. decades. But yeah, right. But his but podcast like... is particularly fucking rage-inducing. I believe. Oh yeah, because... I don't. I don't listen to it. It's too mainstream for me. 
Well, I've listened, I listened to it for a long time and then I realized it would make me so angry every single time. And I was like, you don't need to listen to things that make you angry. Nope. Just like, and, uh, I tried to really dissect why it made me so angry. And it was because he always, um, tries to like, he doesn't do any research on the person he's interviewing, which is fine. He wants them to tell them about himself. Like he wants them to tell him about he themselves. Wants their version. Sure. Um, I think that sometimes leads to gaps in the conversation of things that would be really interesting. But then also he tends to try and guess like what it is that they're going to say or like supply why they did something like with his own reason. And then he most often looks for a chance to talk about himself and what he feels about things and not what they think about things. And then it's very, very obvious when he is super horny for someone on the show and is trying to like do his best to get at them. Gross. Yep, so it's a real shit show. But, so I mean, people like sh- it. On the show Glow, did you not like him just because you don't like him as a person? Um, I thought he was well cast in that role. But, yeah, I, mean, I was like, I, was I, like, I don't I think he's a... I don't think he's a particularly good actor either, but mm-hmm. like, I mean, I've watched every season of his Netflix show because John really likes it. What's his um, Netflix show? It's called Marin. It has like two oh, seasons. Okay. It's like kind of about, it's like a fictionalized version of his life and as a podcast host and whatever. Um, and like dealing with rehab and sobriety and all this stuff, which are just things that he deals with and talks about. Um, I just don't think it's that interesting or that well-made. And I don't think he's that good of a character, but I mean, sometimes funny things happen on it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I did like Glow. I thought it was funny that they're like Allison Brie. Let's make her ugly by giving her yes. like a bad haircut or something. I was like, what are you trying? What like the ugly one? It's like Allison Brie, the hottest pilot commodity on the market. What are you talking about? They were like, yeah, no, they were they were like, I was actually I was like, even though she was still like gorgeous and Allison Brie, I was like, oh, they've given her some sort of. I was like, maybe this is just what her skin is like in real life. Or they've given her some sort of like Abigail moisturizer and now her skin <laughs> looks washed out and uneven like mine. Stars, they're just like us. Abigail washed out skin. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I was amazed at the work they did to make her look more plain. I thought they did a good job yeah. with that. I just still thought yeah. the whole concept was very funny. Um, I wish the show was a little bit better. I, I did like it as well. But like I felt over the place and it had a, obviously a ton of characters, which is always hard. Genji Cohen's shows are always a little weird. Like I don't love weeds or just the new black has a lot of problems in the end. Um, so I think she just like makes interesting weird shows that are kind of hard to contend with anyway. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. I was happy to see Chris Lowell in there. I love him. Yes. God, he's so great. Why he's is he like, so great? I don't know. I loved him in Veronica Mars. I loved him in private practice. Mm-hmm. No, he's perfection. I'm sure wheel. he's worked. I'm sure he's worked since then. But that's when I stopped watching television. Sure. Around the, around the second season of Private Practice. So mm-hmm. the renaissance of Chris Newell. You're ready for it now. Lowell. Chris Lowell. So what's your joke life moment this week? Christ. I had such a good one the other day. I mean, this is just sort of weird. I don't know if it's a joke life moment, <laughs> but I went to, um, we were, we were working out of one of my, one of our boss's houses and around the corner is this deli. So my coworker and I went to this deli to get some food and we were supposed to go really fast and just like get the food and come back because we're working on a project that had a deadline. And, um, uh, so I ordered my food and I was like, yeah, can I get it to go? And he's like, yeah, of course. And then I was like, oh, you guys have gelato. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, cool. Can I get some gelato? And he's like, yeah, do you want that to go over here? And I was like, oh, I guess I'll get it for here. Um, and so then Julia orders her food. So he is like preparing our food. And then he brings me this like little tray of gelato in this like metal dish with this like ornate metal spoon. And like, it's all very beautifully prepared. And he's like, sure. here you go. And I was like, oh, because in my mind, like for here just meant we don't put a lid on the styrofoam container of shit that you ordered. But no, it was a whole like soda fountain shop presentation. of Right. And I was like, oh, okay." So then I sat down at a table to eat my ice cream before my my meal. And Julie's like standing there with her bag waiting for me to finish my ice cream so that we can leave. So I'm just like kind of faster and faster shoveling the ice cream into my mouth. And yeah, then... no, I'm familiar with Julie's experience. 
And yeah. So then I was like, here's your plate. Waiting for Amanda to finish her ice cream so we can go on to the next place. (laughs) Yeah. So that happened. Um, uh, now that I'm in the Pacific Northwest where they take coffee very seriously, um, I have to like, I'm always planning on like, like I go to a coffee shop to do work. Right. So it's like always for here, but I always say like paper cup, please, because yeah, right. they want to like, they want to like give me this like adorable, like, up, bowl, like, like yeah. yeah, like a, like one of those bowl, bowl latte yeah. with like the latte art. And I'm like, dude, I will shibbo that thing like off the counter instantly. Like I will I just can't... look you in the eyes and cat bat it away from myself somehow. So please, <laughs> Just give me paper, give me a lid, give me three lids, whatever you got to do. Right, buddy. exactly. I'm like, no, I need like, I need like a double cupped with a sleeve so I can like grip it Tate. with my like, yeah. Shout with like, like <laughs> the drinks, like the daiquiri drinks in Louisiana with like the tape over the top of it. So you can't, yeah. Yeah. Like I need it taped to my hand, perhaps like some sort of necklace thing, like so I can't like spill like a it. Camelback thing. With, like, exactly. Like no latte bowl, please. But yeah, they're always like for here to go, and I'm like, I'll be staying here, but paper cup. I'm super clumsy. Ha ha. And they're like, way to kill the forest. Yeah, I've been really trying not to use plastic straws lately, and so I notice every time someone else uses plastic or plastic straws, and I'm always like, dying. But doesn't matter, so can't bring it up. Um. Oh, something really weird has been happening at the coffee shop around the corner, which is called Paris for no earthly reason. It's an Armenian coffee shop. And um, when I go in there, first of all, they don't like me and don't want to talk to me. And every time they see me, they like their faces fall. And I'm like, I don't know why. Like, I don't know what's happening here. But anyway, they heard about you with the ice cream. (laughs) They know I'm about to make their life bad. Um, also everything in there is priced random prices that I can't figure out. Like a berry thing will be right next to something that's exactly the same size. One of them's a dollar, one of them's a dollar twenty five, and I'm like, you're the same thing. I don't understand. Everything in there is like free candy, by the way, which we should go and have a field day of if you spent fifty dollars in there, you'd have eight hundred treats. It's insane. Like the time we went to the taco place by your house and spent yes. twenty dollars and the picture was just like the saddest thing because we were like two of every taco two of every other thing and i guess eight of those nine of those yeah. 16 fries um okay yeah it's food for 800 people here's 20 dollars. and we were at that like tiny little table and like the yeah. food didn't even really fit on it yeah and they were like more people coming more chairs and you're like no just us forever yeah so we should go to paris and definitely recreate that experience because it's so lovely anyway so i started i've been going in there and getting latte like i'll get a nice latte or a latte or whatever and they started like putting weird stuff in the latte and without any direction from me to do that. So I'd be like, I started having to say, like, I want the latte plain, just the milk and the coffee. And half the time they look at me like I'm crazy. And half the time they're like, we got you. And I don't know what the magic, because sometimes it'll come and it has a weird sugary flavoring in it. And I'm like, no one asked for like sugar in a, in a, pl- in a latte. Like I didn't say vanilla latte. I just said latte. So I don't know. That's a mystery that I've been working my way through slowly. Nancy drew in the shit out of it. Yesterday I was at this great um like cafe that I texted you about because I couldn't believe the prices. I was like or ever everything is free here. Um which the, the like a latte is $2.50. I want for a lot for a latte. I want um, it. And so I had a really delicious latte with salted caramel syrup in it and then I drank it really fast because mm-hmm. I'm the worst. I like chugged it. I was like, this is so tasty. The sugar in my milk. Mm." So I drank it so fast and I was like, I want another one. But I made myself wait two hours. And after two hours, I still really wanted another one. That's when you get it. So I was like, yes, I get to have another one. So I went up and I was like, can I get another one? And he was like, another latte. And I was like, yeah, same thing. I just loved it. It was so good. Like, give me another one. Um. And then they made it for me, and they just made me a plain latte. And he was like, oh, I didn't realize you wanted the sweetener. And I was like. Well, he didn't remember what you ordered before. I know. I Well, I know, but he made it sound like he did remember. Well, he probably remembered the basic. I mean, he didn't remember the basics. He was like, oh, latte thing. Yeah, yeah. 
I know. I just well, and the girl who made the girl who made it was like, I thought that like before you had more, you know, they were both like doing some skits about it. It was fine. Like they added the sweetener. It wasn't a big deal. But I like hated having to be like, uh, Um, this doesn't taste right. If I'm if I'm gonna pay, if I'm gonna be a monster and get a second latte, it better be full of sugar. Thanks. Um, I. I had a. I didn't want the people at Paris to hate me any more than they already do, so I just drank it and I made the worst face after every drink. I was like, oh, oh, like it just tasted so bad. And I was like, maybe they're doing this on purpose to like kill me. Can't and my other friend, yeah, and then my other friend who goes there sometimes gets really intimidated by them too. And so they were like, oh, I'm gonna stop there and get something. Do you want anything? And I was like, sure, like get me whatever. And so then when they showed up, they were like, oh, I have this. I just, I got too scared. I just ordered the same thing, everything. I was like, sure, yeah, whatever. Which I was like, I know, right? They really scare you into just being like, whatever you want to give me, here's some money. Yeah, I guess. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, my joke life moment. Mm-hmm. In an expert move of stupidity, I've like had this kind of complicated week with a generator, which is boring and I won't go into all the details. Got but it. part of it involved like gasoline, gasoline spilling on me. Um, which was awful. And then I also had to like drain this generator that I was returning of all the gasoline that was in it. So you uh, know, basically, like throwing money away. Yeah. And I'm in the national forest. So I feel really like, I'm like, I can't just like drain gasoline in the forest. That's like, it's like extreme fire season. Like this is bad. So I like grabbed a bunch of rags and I was like, well, I'll drain it into these rags. Um, okay. And then I'll take the rags with me and wash them. The fumes are what is flammable, though, not the, like, liquid, right? Like, if the liquid dries, it's fine. I don't... I don't know. Because I'd heard that, like... um, I don't know much about these things. Like, that the gas itself, if it gets, like... If it's dry, then it's just whatever, but it's the fact that it, like, gets agitated that releases the things that's actually flammable or whatever i don't know anyway so i mean it just seemed like a bad idea to pour gasoline all over like a forest floor no, of pine needles sure admittedly so i like filled a bunch of rags with with gasoline mm-hmm. um and then i needed to do laundry because i do laundry like once a week because i don't have very many clothes and since i was near a town i was like i'll just go in and do like a big little laundry on one of those big washers and i am the dumbest person ever because i put my gasoline rags in with my clothes you should just throw the rags away the damage is done now now everything now everything i own which is not very many things because they don't buy anything all of my clothes smell like gasoline. Dude, that sucks. And I like, so I like ran it through the machine twice. The second time I put in like a bottle of vinegar because vinegar is like helpful in like extracting smell. Sure, yeah. But like, I mean, you know, it was like a, ugh, it's awful. It didn't, I'm like so the vinegar sorry. didn't work. So I like left the laundromat with all my like wet gasoline clothes. I put them on the back of my truck. It rained last night. I thought that would help. Um, and it probably helped, but like not enough. Like they still, so right now I'm like, the internet was like airing it out for like 10 plus days is like, oh my God, I know the well, and I'm like, I don't even like, I live like I'm, I live on the road. Like they're, they're good on my, the back of my truck right now, but like I got to pack up to like go somewhere else. And like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to like put it out again, blah, 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 blah. It's just like. I'm sorry. Such, that's so it's, frustrating. It's, it's, well, and it's just like, I'm so, like, I'm so dumb. I, like, my yeah. little feeble brain was like, oh, a washing machine is a magical thing that washes everything. So, like, magic. it doesn't, I can throw everything in together and it'll come out magic. No, you moron. Gasoline. Just a bunch of these bright red shirts, these gasoline rags, and <laughs> uh, all of these uh, rocks. Just put them all in here and it'll be great. Yeah. So that's my joke life moment. Um, that's pretty jokey, bro. Yeah. I thankfully have one pair of leggings and my sports bra, which is what I was wearing when I was doing the laundry. Um, and then I, yeah, there's like, I have a couple things that like I can get by on, but I like need to fix the rest of my clothes. And I'm just like, when, how my life is joke. When, 
when how is exactly right. Okay. This has been the two girls talking podcast show. Do you have it a has. life moment? You can submit it online. You can submit it on our website, which is two girls talking dot club. There's a comment form. Uh, or you can join our Facebook group, which you can get to by going to that same website and post it in the group. I don't know. What else? Um, if Ra- you rate else us, you wanna... review us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, tell your tell friends. Tell your friends. Let us know if there's any good succulent deals out there in the wild that we need. Or cactuses. We're interested in everything. So All of the above. Love to to hear someone's wine recommendations if anyone has any good Mm, wines that they like. Yeah. I don't know. Keep in touch, man. We miss you guys. Keep in touch. 